any number of different things. <laughs> Folks had various suggestions today yes. in the text line. Uh, they didn't do any of those things. So he takes our shop vac and used the little handle thing and just sucks it up, goes... <laughs> <laughs> then he just like puts the vacuum outside and just leaves it. Doesn't open it up. Doesn't let the thing out. And that's that's what happened last night. That's the bat. That's the bat. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Driving into the weekend. Yeah, we're going to see 71 degrees. They're going to get 12 feet of snow in the mountains of California. 12 feet. I thought it was a typo. I looked at it. I saw a headline. I'm like, look at these, these guys. How do you screw that up? 12 feet of snow. 12 feet of snow. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> That's what it is. 12 feet. Can you imagine? That's to the ceiling. They're shutting down Yosemite, aren't they, for that? I think they're kicking people. Like they, they gave like a warning alert. If you're in the park, you need to be out of here at, I think it's noon today, their time. Like You need to be out of the park. All right. How many people stay? Yeah, some Haniacs are going to stay. Well, we're survivalists. <laughs> yeah, good. And then they're going to have to bring a helicopter in to try and save yeah, you. Some Jamoke's going to try to... Live in a tree for the week. And... Right, pluck you out of a snowbank, <laughs> right, and put people's lives at risk because yep. you thought you're a survivalist. Yep. 12 feet of snow. 300 miles apart they were, President Biden and GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump in Texas. Both of them talking border security and immigration. Would you like a 90-second little summary of how it went? I would very much. Here you be. Nice weather, beautiful day. But a very dangerous border. We're going to take care of it. Thank you. Folks, the bipartisan border security deal is a win for the American people. And it's a win for the people of Texas. And it's fair for those who legitimately have a right to come here. Migrant crime. We call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long. So we'll just leave it. But every time you hear the term migrant crime, you know where that comes from. The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation. Until someone came along and said, don't do that, It'll benefit the incumbent. We fixed the problem, and in 2020, it wasn't even a subject. I'd go out, I'd say, I want to talk about the border. They'd say, sir, you fixed the border, nobody cares about the border anymore. We need to act. It's time for the speakers and some of my Republican friends in Congress who are blocking this bill to show a little spine. An illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. You look at what this governor, Newscum from California, isn't that his name, Newscum? Here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Set a plain policy for this year. Join me. Or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. Now the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. Let's remember who we are. We're the United States of America. And no, I mean, just think about this. There's nothing, nothing beyond our capacity. Nothing. When we work together. And there you have it, yesterday in a nutshell. You know what you did for us? You created a de facto debate. <laughs> You're right. You allowed them to debate one be, another. Yeah, right. yeah, it was almost cordial. <laughs> what do you think of that strategy, the, uh, the, uh, the White House strategy there, President Biden saying, join me, let's do this together. You know, playing that role of like, you know, Trump and I should work together to fix this problem. I do think if there's a, if there's a shred left in him of why people liked him, 
at one point, President Biden, it is this like, OK, fine. We'll do it your way. Join me. Or I'll, I'll join you. Whatever. This is a good piece of legislation here. In fact, everybody in your party was for it until you told them not right, to. Yeah. And then everybody backpedaled. And we have a good thing here. Let's do something. Let's make progress right now. You take the credit. I'll take whatever. No. Obviously, there's politics at play in everything. Course, so somebody tested that message and said, you need to present a message of unity. That will yeah, appeal to you. That was a good strategy. I but, but I thought it was a good line. And right, so many, so before you want to dump on it, so many Republicans, so many conservatives were for exactly that bipartisan legislation before former President Trump told them not to be. A couple other things, a couple other political news and notes. A bill to fund the government has now been signed. We will last beyond today. The yeas are 77, the nays are 13, and the bill is passed. So the moratorium has passed. We can now address the shutdown, which is expanded past midnight, yada, yada, yada. The moratorium that I placed for our program only. The news <laughs> yes. is the news. So yes. top and bottom yep, of the hour, yep, yep. whatever, all the other shows can do what they want. But right, generally speaking, when we get into these week or two out, of <laughs> like, oh, we're going to shut down the government again. Yeah. What yeah. are we going to do? Like... All it is is this, you know, lawmakers maneuvering and yes. nothing and ever comes of it. like they like the politics. And here we come on Friday and it's like, all right, we fixed it. And now, by the way, for a, what, a few weeks, a, but. There's another deadline looming next week. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so there, another moratorium is now in place right. starting now. Now. Not unusual. In fact, uh, we were talking about this earlier. A lot of folks like to take a plungy, icy dip this time of year. I yeah. think there's a club in Lake Michigan that they, like, they quote unquote swim every day in the lake. A lot of people don't even do it in lakes. They have, like, buckets and different things they do in their patios outside of their house. Right. Or just an ice bath of some yeah, kind because yeah. it's good right, for the body. Baths, yeah. What's this got to do about politics? All right. This is the first one. It's got a, about a half-inch layer of ice on the lake. It's hard, it was hard to break through. But it's good to get out of here for a good cold plunge. Good cold plunge. It's just a guy, just a 59-year-old guy taking a swim in Lake Mendota in Madison this week. Only he's not just a guy. That right now is the only Republican running for U.S. Senate against Tammy Baldwin in the upcoming election. Eric Hovde uh, yes. posted that to his social media. So what's, what's his point? Other than just another opportunity to appear with his shirt off. <laughs> another opportunity to, and to flex. <laughs> the man's in shape. The right. pecs a little bit. <laughs> it looks good. Right. So he's out there fully submerged like up to his chest in the water. So it wasn't uh, like that, dipping a toe. Is that fully submerged? I suppose. No, fully submerged is fully well, submerged. I mean, My it wasn't, bad, yes. wasn't up to the neck. Well, right, but he didn't dip a toe. I mean, he went in the yeah, lake. He was in the water, yeah. So, Hovde's born and raised here, has a home on Lake Mendota, Madison, but he's also a rich dude. Like The company that he either owns or runs in California, like a banking company, uh, it is in California, and he also has uh, what is described as a $7 million estate yeah. there. And he's been criticized for that, spending yes. too much time in Cali. Democrats have targeted him as not being in touch with Republicans. You know, this guy he doesn't understand our things. He barely even lives here. So the Dems and Senator Baldwin keep saying I'm not from Wisconsin, <laughs> which is a complete joke. All right, Senator Baldwin, why don't you get out here in this frozen lake and let's really see who's from Wisconsin. I hope everyone has a great day. Take care. Okay. <laughs> Having a good day. Take care. He's getting a lot of attention for it. Uh, CBS News wrote it up. I don't know if they actually ran it anywhere, but it was at least in CBS News National Digital. 
Like guy running for office in Wisconsin, he's running against Senator Baldwin. This is what he did. Well, I mean, whether you think it looks silly or not, they, right. it, it's getting the attention that they're looking for. So, and I think a lot of folks, if you're politically connected, you remember Hovde. He ran in 2012 yeah, last for the post. Yeah. Um, lost. It was a pretty crowded field, if I recall. Former Governor Tommy Thompson emerged from that field, and then he lost to now Senator Baldwin. So he definitely needs to get his name back out there in front of voters in our state. Yeah. So we're talking about it. I don't, I don't know about calling out Senator Baldwin specifically. If I were advising the campaign, okay. which I am not, yeah, but let's play that you like to play uh, yeah, this Yeah, I like to, I'm curious because you have this PR strategy type of brain sometimes. Right. I, I, would, have, I would have left her out of it. I would, have, I would have cracked on the Democrats. Hey, they say I'm not from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, how Wisconsin is this? Yeah. This is my house. This is Lake Mendota. This is Madison of all I places, oh, by the way. Day. And that's what I do, right. <laughs> you should do it every day now, though. Every day. <laughs> Post every morning. <laughs> Here I am again, Frozen Lake. Good to see you. Yeah. Still in Wisconsin. So I thought that part was good. Calling her out, I don't know. Folks have mixed feelings about Senator Baldwin. I think she is not disliked. The criticism of her would be kind of a backbencher, no signature piece of legislation that you could assign to her, doesn't chair any committees in the Senate, just just a vote. And so that's I think that's a fair criticism. But I don't know that she's disliked. Whereas if you're going after a politician who's disliked, all right, yeah. then you target them, you bring them in, especially early. Now, when you go head to head in a debate, okay. So I would I would tell him leave leave her out of it, but go ahead and crack on the Dems on that. Yeah, well, the the one thing I know is he did sound just a a little, a little bit touch cold, cold. <laughs> <laughs> just a little shivery. So the Dems and Senator Baldwin keep saying I'm not from Wisconsin, <laughs> which is a complete joke. All right, Senator Baldwin, why don't you get out here in this frozen lake? And let's really see who's from Wisconsin. I hope everyone has a great day. Take care. Put your phone away. Phone away. Phone away. Phone away. I would like to reach out my hand and hold yours, but you won't put your phone away. Nah, you got it. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? The Dark Nemesis on YouTube. Today, March 1st, National Day of Unplugging. You're supposed to take a break from your phone, principally other electronic devices. Whole day. So that's where it's up for debate. From <laughs> yeah. national, right? Who, who is debating? I am this? debating this. Okay. Nationalday.com. Do you have multiple cell phones constantly Snapchatting every move and find it hard to get through a meaningful conversation without adding to your story? And they go on to say, you know, we're missing stuff, right? So if you notice these mannerisms in yourself or your friends or family may be worth committing to the global day of unplugging, 24-hour period, sundown to sundown. Take this day to carve out precious time to unplug, relax, reflect, be active, visit the outdoors, connect with loved ones. I think that's fair. You can't just ditch the phone for a day. You cannot. I think there are opportunities, though. You might not for, have woken up today. Right. Oh, good point. <laughs> Your alarm's on the phone. Start the day right there. A couple of things. I think it should be more than once a year. You should do it once a month. Once a day. Once a Find day. A Very good. Sure. Very good. And you're right. Whether it's even taking a walk without your phone, maybe, like something like that, which for some people sounds so easy, but it really, <laughs> it really, really isn't for others. It's amazing you bring that up. I just did that the other day. I took advantage of the nice weather. Instead of going to the gym, I went outside for my workout nice. and- I didn't bring my phone. I didn't want to listen to music. I didn't want whatever. I just yeah. want to clear my head, right? And I was gone for like an hour. <laughs> I think we were supposed to go somewhere. My wife and she's like, <laughs> just trying to hey, call you. where you been? I'm sure she texted me from another room and here's the phone. <laughs> like, what gives? You didn't bring yep. your phone. Right. 
so I think it's not only our personal desire to unplug, but the problem is the rest of the world are in our orbit assumes that we are all immediately reachable. But that's on us for allowing that. Yeah, right? but aren't we too deep in? Uh, so you got kids, you know, their their schedule is fluid. Hey, we're done early. Can you come pick me up? And they're like, no one got back to me. Well, then you sit and wait. <laughs> well, they're not conditioned for that anymore, I, I, like we were. If right. no one came at 5.30, you waited till 5.45. If no one came by 6, you got a quarter and you called home. Hey, is someone coming to get me? I can't tell you how many times my phone buses as I'm driving someplace. Are you here yet? You hear I'm yet? like, well, whatever. Three okay, minutes I'll away. See, I'll see you when I see you. Right. But I think that's on us. I have a buddy who is very loose with his responses on his cell phone. Like, a, But I'll doesn't it drive him. you nuts? Well, I just, but I'm conditioned to understand okay. that's how it is now. So when I text him, I know I might not hear back for like several hours because he just, he either doesn't have yeah. it on him or he's not conditioned to respond immediately. We couldn't have gotten in, in the office today without our yeah, phones. Yeah, we needed to get into the office or gonna, to get on our network. Yeah, we have an app on the phone that opens the doors here. It's Bluetooth technology. Right. When you log into the computer system, our two-factor identification a, a buzzes the phone. Between, there's a difference between that and being hung on having to stare at some silly app. Agree. I mean, those are two very different things. So so that's that's what you're in for? We'll find a spot for that today? How long? No, An hour? Two? Oh, I bet I could do longer than that, especially on a Friday. Yeah, I'll give you a dollar if you text your entire contact list. I would never do that. I'm, I'm out for three hours. Leave me be. Do you know how many responses I give? Then your phone would just explode. New phone yes. who dis? I get that a bunch yes. of times. Right. Well, so but think about that. There's a lot of people who actually need to like have streaks. Like I, I have to play Wordle. I have to keep my streak alive on Wordle. I can't not get my streak. I'm sure there's other people that have streaks that they have to keep connected. We should talk about that next week. You know another popular streak? The snap streak. Snap streak. My daughter does this, 16 years old, and it's a streak between, okay, you and me are friends, right? Okay. You snapped me, I snapped you, we snapped each other. That's day one, okay? And you keep the streak going between how often have we snapped each other. Really? So then if you don't go a day, you lose the streak? You lose the streak. You can oh. pay You can pay actual money to restore the streak. <laughs> what the hell would you do that for? <laughs> I've had people do it. They, they do. I think my kids have done it. I don't know how much it is. I should look into it. Well, just to prove what? A friendship? Well, I missed yesterday. I missed Tuesday, but I'm going to pay to have it res- restored. Right. So no, the streak's back. But it's not, right? Because no one else cares <laughs> except the two of you. And you know. You need the badge that <laughs> badly. Yeah. You know you didn't have the streak. Don't get it. Phone away. Phone away. Eight thirty-seven, Wisconsin's morning news on this Friday morning. The Rust trial continues. This is the uh, situation from that deadly shooting involving actor Alec Baldwin and cinematographer Helena Hutchins. She was killed, fatally shot by a gun that was being held by Alec Baldwin while they were filming the movie Rust. So, so the armorer right now is on trial, manslaughter. What and- a strange term. The armorer. The armorer. This so, is the person who's in charge of the guns. Yes. Okay. Basically, essentially, yeah. She's and in charge of the guns. The cap guns and all that stuff. Buck stops there. Mm-hmm. And what they showed yesterday, they have the actor Baldwin firing prop guns on different videos. So on the set, he's firing these prop guns. At one point, he keeps firing the blanks in the guns, even though they say cut. And at one point, he's like pointing the guns at people. Not like 
to be silly or anything. He's just giving direction, and you know, he just has his hand up, and he's kind of pointing, "Hey, why don't you walk over here?" And he's like pointing the gun at them. Uh, again, you you don't you're not supposed to do any of that, even if it is a prop gun. Any gun enthusiast would right. tell you terrible gun behavior, right? Correct. First thing you're trained, you don't and, point that at people, you whatever, even if it's pretend. And right? it's said to be the armorer's responsibility. Firearms expert Brian Carpenter testifying that as armorer Gutierrez should have corrected Baldwin's behavior every time. Once you take on the responsibility of safety for another person. You take on a responsibility of making sure that you do what's necessary, even if it's inconvenient. But the defense arguing Gutierrez was assigned to other duties on that set, taking her away from her job as armorer. Yeah, they claim that the producers, Alec Baldwin and others, were too disorganized and there's just too much chaos on set. And by chaos, I mean you just... Busy too, doing too many other things. It sounds like this was very poorly produced, yes, right? Like, from the beginning, right. And, and right, also, so they're saying her job would have been each time, if I'm the armorer and you're here waving right. the head, Mr. Bilstead, you need to put the gun hey, down. Yes. You're, this is how we handle it. You right? take the gun, you lock the Mr. gun Mr. Bilstead, up. I need to remind you again, please, right, right. you know, not to do that. Mm-hmm. And even though there are not supposed to be any, you know, bullets or ammo anywhere, there is ammo on set. The guns weren't locked up. They're just kind of thrown around. And then ultimately, the gun fired while Baldwin was holding it, killing Helena Hutchins. We did hear from the assistant director talking about that moment after she was shot. Did you speak to Ms. Hutchins when you approached her? I did. What did you say? Are you all right? Did she respond? Yes. She said, I can't feel my legs. Of course, Hutchins would ultimately die from her injuries. That was Dave Halls, the assistant director. More testimony expected today. 839, Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty-two on a Friday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. You know what happens on Friday? See, Eric, Greg, Pancake Hill, who produces the program, and I, we sit every morning after the show. We say, "All right, what do we like? What do we not like? What are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing later this week?" And you know, some of the things make it into the rundown; others do not. So we assign Greg to whip up a little something with the leftovers. Here on this Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one. Yes. What about second breakfast? So this is interesting, too. I have an update to a pancake breakfast special that we did a few weeks ago. So for all the, the loyal fans out there, you're going to be very happy to hear this. Important follow-up this morning. definitely not the first time you're hearing this segment. All right. Eric, you were out when this happened, so okay. I'm going to catch you up. But Vince, do you remember the Detroit Mercy? That one Horizon League team who won their first game of the season Indeed. like two weeks ago? Okay, well, an update on them. They haven't won since. Still, <laughs> that is not the update. Still 1-29 on the year <laughs> with about two games left of mid-major basketball regular season to go. But remember, at the very end of my segment on that team, we said we were going to look ahead. As one streak ends, we go to the next street to root for. Keep an eye on Mississippi Valley State, who are the lone owners of a 0-26 record. Oh. Well, wouldn't you know it, everybody. Mississippi Valley won their first game of the And to top it off, the call of the game is spectacular. And that will be game! And that will be game! And that's now build that first win! First win! Yes, that is Caleb <laughs> Brunson and Andre Williams Jr. on the call. Shout out, Coach Ivory! Yes, 
That was the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils sealing their first win of the season, snapping a 29-game losing streak that extended to back to last year. And to make it even sweeter, it was a conference win. So not only yeah. are they one in 27, they're one in 14 in conference play. So many layers here. So we'll start once again with the controversial sports topic of the week: yes. the storming of the court. Yes. So the best part about it is the storm of the court, maybe probably 20 people tops. And it was great because they all gather and they're all dancing. There's no players getting run over. In fact, the players were probably 11 of the 20 that were celebrating on the middle of the court. That's not storming the court. That's walking onto it. Maybe a drizzle on the court or something. We're we're leaking onto the court. I think you got to mop that up. Anyway, best part about it is that the 20 people in addition to that, as everyone gets to celebrate, as we remember the last time there was one guy to storm the court so we've multiplied our storming by 20 and yes no one was hurt but let's get back to the play-by-play announcers for a second this is their first win of the season unfortunately they're too familiar with losing they haven't won their conference mississippi valley that is in over 12 years i looked back on their year-by-year record they haven't won more than nine games in 12 years wow. you play like 35 games in mid-major basketball so back to the announcers andre they have gone viral for their basketball calls before and again given their team's tendency to lose here's the call when mississippi valley won over their opponent last year and they went viral for it and they know just how it goes when a coach is upset with their team on the way home he's telling the man look if y'all don't play right Y'all not eating tonight. We're not stopping at McDonald's. Long drive. Long drive back. And it's going to be a long drive back. The devil's going to win this one. Long, quiet drive. Long, quiet drive. Ain't nobody talking. Turn them phones in. Turn them phones in. <laughs> Turn them phones in. <laughs> Say this prayer. Say this prayer. Everybody go to sleep. Right all the way back to Montgomery. Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> That's awesome. So there you Turn go. your phones in. Ain't no McDonald's Th- stuff. There you have it, man. Let that be a lesson. In recent examples, more than two in just as many weeks, even the losers get lucky once in a while. Shout out, Coach Ivory. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock on a Friday morning, Wisconsin's morning news, WTMJ, five-day forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. 50's the high today under mostly sunny skies, low down to 35 tonight. Here's the weekend, 54 under sunny skies on Saturday for the high. Sunday's, now, let me just back up here right quick, though. It says 54 for the high. I've got friends who are planning, like, we're trying to get tennis together this weekend, okay? Okay. Like, uh, how's 9 o'clock? I'm like, it's not 50 at 9 o'clock, man. It's like... (laughs) Maybe 37, right? How about, let's bite off a little later part of the day. Saturday's high, 54. 71, the inland high on Sunday, 64 at the lake. Monday's got a 60-degree high with a chance of a shower or storm, and then high of 52 on Tuesday with a chance of showers and storms. Right now at 35 in Milwaukee. A lot of folks engaged with us on the bat story earlier today. If you missed it, you can text Vince to 855-616-1620. Text Vince 
to 855-616-1620. I'll Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, send you a link to our podcast page. So what, what did we do that? About 730? Mm-hmm. We had Jackie's story about the yep. bat. Yep. You, ever, you never had bats in the house? Luckily, I've never had to deal with a live bat anywhere inside any of my living arrangements. I lived with bats oh. in college. They were in the, I was in the upstairs bedroom. My buddy Johnny Richard and me had the upstairs bedroom, and there was this on the same level, sort of, but attic, like a crawl space. They yeah. were living in there. I could hear them. They'd, like, oh. I could, you could hear them moving around in there. And then every once in a while, one would get loose in the house. So we had to take care of it. Well, how'd you take care of it? I don't know. You know, folks get protective now and whatever. What are we supposed to do? We're college kids. We're 21. Like, there's a bat <laughs> in my defensive. house. You Already. <laughs> I popped them with a tennis racket. Oh, okay. They were in the house. We had, like, girls over there screaming. Ah, bat is so then what? What did you do over. with it after you hit it? We removed it. Just, okay. I think we just chucked it in the woods back by our house or whatever. Backhand, even. You- I must... Must have been that the forehand didn't feel like I was afraid I was going to hit other stuff now, with now it. Now, a couple of things here we should mention. Really you did, precise. You did play tennis at St. Yes. Norbert's competitively yes. for the school. So the racket was ready. It was yeah. right there. And and you did backhand. Like a backhand volley, like a stab. You know how you're supposed to, with you're your more, lead foot. You're more comfortable? Pop. Got more control of the I guess back? I was. Interesting. Hmm. Well, you know, when you're, in the soup, when you're in the soup, man, when it's real. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you just, it's your go-to. It's what happens. punched if I had to, if I didn't have a racket. <laughs> So, all right, enough about my bat story. I'm sorry for the bats, okay? We needed them out of the house. This is Jackie's bat story. She's a a co-worker of ours. She works upstairs here at Good Karma Brands. So, last night, we finally finished eating dinner. I made spaghetti. It was phenomenal. Okay, good start, right? Which is is why when Jackie came (laughs) around. So, we're upstairs, Eric... Pancake and me, we we have our morning meeting right after the show, and we talk about the next day and, and, and the week ahead. And Jackie sees us sitting there at the at the table, and she's like, "Hey, you guys want to hear a story?" <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, we do. We, do. Yes, we live in this one hundred year old farmhouse out in Maguanago. It was an old dairy farm, mind you. This house has been in the same family for generations, so it's really old. And we're currently renovating our house, and so our kitchen has all new drywall, there's subfloor down, like we, we have no kitchen. And we're sitting in our living room, and all of a sudden, me and my partner, we just hear a noise. And we look at each other, we pause, thought nothing of it and all of a sudden this giant bat just comes out of nowhere and starts flying around our first floor and we have no idea what's going on (laughs) all right so they're flipping out right there's bats flying around in the house it's very unsettling and i didn't wish any ill will on the bat i just wanted it not like in my hair yeah can't have it in the house Jackie had video of it too. So again, if you text Vince to eight five five six one six one six twenty, we'll and and click on the podcast part. You see the video of this bat. All right, so it's running around there. They're trying to figure out how to coax it back outside. They open the door and they're like, "This this thing's gonna fly out on its own." Jackie, our teammate here at Good Karma Brands. We open up our front door trying to get this bat out. My partner is standing with this giant sheet of wood trying to, like, guide it out. And bats are blind. It's freezing outside, so it doesn't want to go outside. It has no idea where it's going. I have a blanket trying to, like, capture it and also push it outside. I have two dogs, a Dalmatian and German Shepherd, trying to eat the freaking thing. (laughs) And after about five minutes of it flying around our first floor, it lands on one of our pictures on the wall okay so if you're watching on the live stream as well you can see that we've, we've got it frozen right there so this is the bat sitting that's a big bat dude it's sitting on the top of the picture frame that's like a zoo bat like a bat you see at the zoo yeah 
And that's uh, you and I both had the, had the same thought at this point in the story. Bat is now stationary. It's yeah. on a large framed picture, but it's sitting there. Yeah. So and she shows us a video. So your immediate thought, at least I, I believe we both thought the same thing where, okay, what do you do now? Well, you slowly take the picture off, off the, the wall, wall, hope that the bat stays on it, and you get it outside and you leave it outside right, and you shut the door. Throw the whole picture out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if I ever see it again. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. not what happened. That judges also would have accepted. I attempted with a blanket to yeah. cover mm-hmm. the bat and, mm-hmm. and sort of grab it that way. Yeah. Judges also would have accepted. I got a net and we tried to net yeah. the bat. Or maybe a fly swatter. Any number of different things. <laughs> Folks had various suggestions today yes. in the text line. Uh, they didn't do any of those things. So he takes our shop back and used the little handle thing and just sucks it up, goes. <laughs> <laughs> then he just like puts the vacuum outside and just leaves it. Doesn't open it up. Doesn't let the thing out. And that's that's what happened last night. That's the bat. That's the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked it up with a vacuum cleaner. And we're told the bat still alive. Enough where they they left it inside the shop vac, and uh, still alive the next morning. So they have someone coming to take care of it. Jackie called Pancake to let him know that the, yes, the bat is still alive in the vacuum cleaner. So what does take care of it mean? They're just going to pop it open and let that fly out, or are they going to actually take care of it? Yeah, that's interesting. Couldn't you just go out and, what, a shop vac, you got, like, what, three little lashes, click, 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 and just... Man, and, like, talk about easy money for that that guy coming, you know, that animal remover guy. Like, usually that's a little bit harder. Like, you got to catch the rat or catch (laughs) the bat. In this case, all he has to do is just pick it up out of a vacuum. Man, it hadn't occurred to me. It's out there now. Right, go ahead and suit up if you have to. Wear your camouflage or whatever you got to do. Get, this wear is the easiest gloves. gig this guy's ever going to have when he goes there to remove this bat. Yeah, you just got three like pop the latch, you grab the top, and and then, I mean, go ahead, run away like a frightened person. I would. That's fine. I, I totally. would. <laughs> <laughs> go free. <laughs> For sure. I'm no man. For sure. I'm no, I would freak out, but I would probably go out there and give it a run. Yeah, me too. All right, we get to follow up with Jackie on that. They're engaged, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah this so is a great pre-wedding story. Good, right. Use the little handle thing and just sucks it up, goes, and that's that's what happened last night. That's the bat. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Hurry.